Welcome to Career Tools. This week, don't leave without a new job. The questions this cast answers are, when should you leave a job without a new job to go to? Why is leaving with no job a bad idea? And how bad does it have to be to leave without a new job to go to? Communication skills. It's one of those things that's really easy to overlook since we do it all the time. I mean, how bad can you be? You are literally practicing constantly. People seek help less often on communication unless they know that they're struggling. To attend one of our effective communicator conferences, you don't have to be struggling. We help individuals of all skill levels to enhance and better their communications with others. Communication matters. Getting better at it is something we could all invest in from time to time. Register today at manager-tools.com forward slash training to join us at an upcoming event. So, okay, I'm sure you've had this too. People write to you or people ask you in person because they're your friend and they say, should I leave my job? And they describe the situation and it never sounds pleasant, but it never sounds that awful usually Mm -hmm. and what they really want is for someone to say yes it's okay for you to leave your job yes that sounds bad enough that you should leave your job and certainly when they talk to me I don't know when they talk to you but when they talk to me they get really disappointed because there are very few times when leaving your job without a job to go to is a good idea very few and there's a lot that you can stand that you don't think you can stand and knowing that you're looking for another job and you've got a chance of getting one, that's one of the things that helps you uh, gut it out, as it were. Yeah, I think most people, when they talk about stuff like this, what they want, they don't really want advice. You're right, they want validation. And they ask us because of what we do. And of course, if we're going to ask someone who has some expertise, then we have to be willing to accept what you know, is probably the best answer. And that's what we have today. So the two things that we're going to discuss today are don't leave without something to go to and leave if you have had to do something illegal, unethical, or unsafe. We'll start with don't leave without something to go to. We're going to share with you all the times when you think you might want to leave a job without something else to go to. And then we're going to tell you that you shouldn't leave. You should stay. <laughs> like 50% of people have turned off now. They're like, no, I don't want that advice. <laughs> I know. It's going to be fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we can provide a little bit of, okay, this is the right thing to do to help people get through their situations because it can be hard. And it, we understand that oftentimes people are in stressful or difficult positions at work. We totally get that. You know, at Manager Tools, we have really high standards. We don't apologize for them. Sometimes that means work is really tough. Later, we'll tell you the really short list of times and circumstances when it's okay that leaving without something to go to is acceptable, right? When leaving without something to go to is the right thing to do. And it's a short list. If your job is a new one, say less than a year, then also listen to, there's another cast called I Hate My New Job. If you go to the website and you just put in the search box, I Hate My New Job, then another podcast will come up. And it's similar to this one, but there's some subtlety if you're leaving or if you want to leave 
within a year, say, of, of a new job. There's things about new jobs that can sometimes make them feel worse than they are. And staying a little bit longer can be helpful because everybody finds the beginning of a job hard and everybody thinks, I'm never going to learn how to do this. And probably, unless this is your first job, you had that feeling too in your first job. And then you got over it and the job was fine and you liked it. And it's easy to forget that when you're in that pain period. And there's some ways, you know, some other things to think about if if you've only been in a job for a short time. So look at that podcast. Absolutely. So people give us a few reasons for wanting to leave without having something else to go to. Maybe they're being asked to work in some kind of unreasonable situation. Maybe a company has gone through several rounds of restructuring and they, you know, every time a company restructures, you get more work to do because they reduce the amount of workforce, but they expect the same amount of work to be done. And so you get another half a person's job and another half a person. And if you've been through three rounds of restructuring, you've now got four jobs. And that is, I guess, unreasonable. If you feel like it's unreasonable, then it probably is. But that's still not a reason to leave without something to go to. Maybe people have a boss who's bullying them or a boss who's doing something illegal. You know, there's there are lots of reasons. And people say, I can't take this anymore. I don't have time to look for a job. I'm just going to leave. But leaving without another job to go to doesn't reduce your stress. It increases it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you've got a job, hopefully, <laughs> in most cases, you're being paid for that job, right? So you're being paid, your bills are being paid, you know, food and shelter for your family, right? If you leave that job and you have nothing to go to, all of a sudden you have no bills, no money to pay your bills and no money for food and shelter for your family. Now, you know, if you listen to other pieces of our advice, you would have six months' salary saved up before you left. But still, looking for a job when you're unemployed is different from looking for a job when you have a job. And it's different from a financial perspective. And it's different from an emotional perspective. Mm-hmm. It's much more difficult to look for a job when you haven't got a job. And hiring managers and recruiters have a lot of bias against people who are unemployed. And it decreases your likelihood of getting another job. You know, Because hiring managers and recruiters are people too. Their instinct says, if this person hasn't got a job, no one else wants to employ them. Mm -hmm. And they had a job and they couldn't hack it, so they left. So none of that is uh, persuasive to a hiring manager to think, oh, well, this person, I should employ them, right? Right. Um, (laughs) It's a bit like, you know, say you want to employ someone to, to mow your lawn you don't hire the guy who has never mowed a lawn before or hasn't mowed a lawn for 20 years, right? You, yeah. you hire the guy who is in demand because if he's in demand, then you know his skills are fresh, you know he's doing a good job because he's getting hired, and that's the person you want to hire. So leaving without another job to go to puts you in that unemployed state and makes you less attractive as a candidate instantly. And you can probably stand more than you think, particularly if you focus on the fact that this job that you hate is supplying you with food, clothing and shelter, right? Some days that's the only thing you hang on to. And I've had jobs like these too. So, you know, I know that feeling. Yeah. Some days it's 
can I get to five o'clock? Will I get paid at the end of the month? And that's okay. You can stay until you get another job. Yeah. To start leaving without something to go to, it just really does make your job search harder. And it's an aphorism that it's easier to get a job when you have a job. We say it's emotionally easier. It's easier in terms of recruiting and hiring managers. And if you've left a position, even in one that you were just struggling with that's hard for any reason, if you've left without another job, then you are going to have to explain that gap in your resume. And maybe it's a two to six month gap, but you have to explain it. And when the recruiter or the hiring manager wants to talk to your previous boss and they want to use that person as a reference, how are you going to refuse that? How are you going to say, no, you can't call my previous boss and use them as a reference? Right. Because if you were working, then people are very understanding. I don't want you to call my current boss because he doesn't know I'm looking or she doesn't know I'm looking. But if you've left and you've been gone for six months saying, no, I don't want you to call that boss, makes the recruiter or makes the hiring manager, whoever you're dealing with, makes that person think there's a reason you don't want them to call them. Yes. And you do. You have a reason. They're the worst boss in the world and you hate them. And you're pretty sure they hate you too which is a good reason. But that's not what the hiring manager hears. The hiring manager hears, there's a problem here. And there's a problem here, people. Don't get jobs. Yeah. What's more, if you tell you know, your next employer that you left a toxic situation, they'll probably go 50-50 on whether it was you or the situation that was the problem. It's the same with the hiring manager. The hiring manager says, okay, there's a problem here. Their base assumption in general is probably that that problem was you. And your new boss might start with that base assumption as well. And a lot of people, just in general, who find themselves in toxic situations, the cause of the situation, it's not the boss, it's not the job, it's the candidate, the person. And maybe a future employer might decide that they don't want you on their team just because you said, oh, I was in a toxic situation. Because in their experience, people who have experienced toxic situations are part of the problem. Employers prefer someone who currently has a job rather than someone who's unemployed, even if your finances allow you to take the time off. Because someone who currently has a job has current skills, current knowledge. And that's not always the case of someone who's been out of the workforce for, you know, three, six, nine months. That person who's been out of the workforce might have missed the newest software code or something like that. It's easier to interview if you have current skills, current technology is part of your current job. It makes your interview easier. You're going to perform better in the interview too. I can't imagine that someone who says, oh, I've been out of work for a couple of months, isn't going to get harder questions about what's going on, right? About their work. Because the data is stale. And so, of course, employers and hiring managers are going to be concerned about that, about this person not having current skills and knowledge. Right. Even if you say to the hiring manager, oh, I had saved up and I had six months money. And so I decided to have six months off. Because that's so unusual, hiring managers will probably not believe you. Oh, okay. Some of them will. It depends how convincing you are, right? But, you know, some part of their mind will go, really? Are they just saying that because they couldn't get a job? right? Mm -hmm. And so because you've had this time off, 
you have to work harder to be convincing to get the next job. You have to work harder than somebody who's currently in a job because you have these things that even if they're not negatives, they're question marks. And when you have to work harder, the interview doesn't go as well. Yeah, because the stress that you have about your ability to get a new job and to bring in money and to pay your bills, that anxiety about you know going from one situation to another, it causes you to have more stress. And it actually makes things worse, right? That high stress situation means that we perform less well. So it also reduces the actions that you take. And therefore, again, you do less well. Anytime you have a deadline, which in this case would be running out of money, your stress level increases. And it means that you know, as the stress continues to increase, you're going to continue to do less well in interviews. We don't recommend that you wait until you're at a breaking point. If you look at your situation now, consider it now, and you think after another six months of this, I'm going to be going insane, then start looking now. And what's more, we wouldn't normally say this, but if you know you need to leave this terrible job and situation in the next six months, it's okay to get into trouble for leaving early to get some time to work on your job hunt or go to an interview. So if you need to leave like for a longer lunch, it's okay to be in trouble for that if you need to do some networking in order to increase the chances that your job search will go well. You want to be smart about it. You don't want to suddenly leave five days in a row at 3.30 when you normally work till five. Don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) But it is okay. Like if one day you leave at 3.30 and when your boss is mad because you weren't there at five o'clock, go, I'm really sorry, boss, won't do it again. And it's okay to be in trouble for that. You know, if if the situation's that bad, then I'll allow a few white lies. And it's even okay to get into trouble for not putting extra effort into your work as long as you're meeting the standard. So part of the reason we don't want you to leave a job without another job to go to is because when you leave on someone else's timetable, it's way worse for you. So if you choose when to to change jobs, awesome. If a situation forces you to change a job, you know, we're saying if you're in this toxic situation and you just one day go, I can't take this anymore, and you leave, there's all sorts of bad consequences because you haven't chosen right? Mm -hmm. So that goes to the standard of the work you're doing. Don't drop the standard, right? Don't give the manager an excuse for firing you, which will happen on his timetable, not yours. Don't give them that excuse. But if there was an extra something you would normally volunteer for, or you would normally have done to stay late, to organize something on the weekend, um, an extra project, I don't know, something, it's okay to say no or not do it and to get in a little bit of trouble for it, right? Mm -hmm. As long as you're meeting the standard so that they can't fire you for not meeting it. Yes. We still want to meet our obligation to the organization. Don't act in a way that causes you to get into real trouble, right? Don't come in three hours late and snap at your boss or backtalk them. But if you were to get in trouble for a little longer lunch or leaving a little bit early one day, well, okay, so be it. You're not going to be there very much longer, so it's probably all right. And if the bad situation you find yourself in is is caused by the company sinking, it is okay to be the first rat off the ship. Start looking as soon as you realize the boat is taking on water. 
there's no glory in being the person who was there to the last and then who was unemployed for nine months. That's not going to do you any good. If the company is going under, it's almost certain that there are multiple people with your skill set who are going to be looking for new jobs in the same area as you. And since there's a limited number of those jobs, you should try to be in front to get one. And then you can turn around and help the others who are still on deck whose feet are getting wet. If something's happening and you know things aren't going to go well, if you were to get a new position and you knew someone from your old company who could come to work at your new place, then you could be helpful and you could be the first person to to help others if, if that's the case. Might not be the case, but certainly common. Mm-hmm. And while you're looking, make sure you're saving money. Oh, so yeah. if you've, we've given you kind of two situations here. If you look six months into the future and you think this job is going to make me go insane in common parlance, not technical parlance, then you start looking today. Start looking today and in six months, you'll have another job. Everything will be fine and you won't go insane. If the company is thinking, if you look six months in in the future and you think this company is not going to be making payroll or this company is not going to be paying its debts or the bottom is going to fall out of the market, then start looking today. And it's okay to be the first person to leave. You don't have to stay to the end. But in those two cases, make sure you're saving money. Because if you do get fired because your boss is really that capricious and you take 90 minutes for lunch to meet one of your contacts and when you get back they say, sorry, you're fired, which which some bosses would, then at least you'll have money to fall back on. Then you've just got yourself into a, a more difficult situation because you're then leaving on his timetable, not yours. But at least you've got money in the bank to pay for food and shelter. So. We have a couple of casts on saving money and uh, how much to save when you think you're changing jobs and where to put it. So um, I think they all have finance in the title. If you go to the website and search for finance, you'll find them. So that's two situations where we're saying don't leave until you've got something to go for, to go to, but start looking for something now. Now we're going to do the one that everybody wishes we'd do, which is Leave if you have to do something illegal, unethical, or unsafe. Mm -hmm. We're really only going to give you one situation where we recommend that you leave a job with nowhere to go, no new job. So note, guys, disclaimer, this is not if you're asked to do something within those realms, right? It's if you have to do something illegal, unethical, or unsafe. We're making that distinction in part because we want you to stay employed for as long as possible in order that you can be looking for something new and choose what to go on to and when to leave. So that's our disclaimer. Let's say you're asked to manipulate sales figures to make accounts documents look better to shareholders. That is illegal. Although if it weren't for the word shareholder, it wouldn't be illegal, just unethical and accounting. If you're making accounts documents for shareholders, there's a legal obligation for those to be completed in a certain way, uh, then that's something illegal. Now, the moment that you are asked to do something illegal, unethical or unsafe, you can know that you will be asked to do it again. If you have shown yourself to be someone who is willing to cross the line, you will be asked to do it again. That's just the way life is. Mm -hmm. So get your resume out that night. When you get home, whatever it is you were planning to do, 
make a microwave meal that takes three minutes and the rest of the night work on your resume and start making calls to your network. You need a new job as quickly as possible and that means making contact with everybody you know and all of their network who may have a lead to that new role. Because, like we said, if you were asked to do something illegal, even if you didn't do it on that day, you'll be asked again. And right now, at this point, you don't have to do the illegal thing, right? Right. So you can delay and you can tell fibs because if somebody is asking you to do something illegal, unethical or unsafe, I think it's okay to lie to them. (laughs) (laughs) I would never tell you to lie in any other situation. But if that person has proved themselves to be unethical and immoral, then I think it's okay to lie to those people. We all have these excuses for doing work, forgetting to do work, right? I just forgot. Or, oh, I thought someone else was doing it. Or, oh, I made a mistake and I didn't do it. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll do it. We all use those excuses when we don't get our work done sometimes. So it's okay to tell those lies to give you as much time as possible to get that new job. Absolutely. You can make a mistake. Oh, I love it. These are the things, right, that we do anyway, that happens anyway. Like, I forgot. Yeah, we're going to do our best to create some space so that we can leave on our timetable so we can get that new job before things get bad. On the other hand, if you're told to fire someone without cause in a state or country where that's illegal, depending on that situation, you might have to do that. We have to go quite far in the scenario to imagine that that actually is something you have to do, right? Your boss would have to be standing next to you, physically intimidating you, be threatening you in order to make you say something, in order to force you to say words that you don't want to say. If it comes to this point, though, if, it, if you're finally forced, you're finally coerced into doing this thing with your manager standing next to you, threatening you, if you don't do this thing, then simply say, I resign. Not, I quit. There's a material difference between the two when you discuss why you left later and have a resignation letter printed and ready. So when you're asked to do that illegal, unethical, immoral thing from earlier, you know, get that resignation letter ready. And if you need to resign, just say so and take that letter to HR immediately. Walk it over there. You get right up to the moment when you are going to have to do it and you swerve out the way by saying I resign and then you're gone and it's on their table timetable not yours so that's not a good thing and some bosses will tell you that they don't accept your resignation I was working with someone who who was in a horrible situation she really did have one of those bosses who was very capricious uh, changed the standards every day threatened threatened to fire her all sorts of stuff And she said, I resign. And he said, I don't accept that. And I expect to see you here tomorrow. And the the person that called me and said, what am I going to do? I have to be there. He told me he doesn't accept my resignation. And I was like, huh? What's he going to do? Send two big guys around and carry you into the office? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) That's not going to happen. He can expect you to be there. But you've resigned. You did the right thing by resigning and giving him a letter to say so. He can't force you to come into work. And so often we use the word have to when we mean I feel obligated, not 
it's physically impossible for me to do something else. So think carefully about what you're being asked to do. Do you have to do it? Can you get out of it? Or, you know, is it one of those things where the boss would have to sort of send around the heavies to get you into the office and press that button on Excel? You know, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, you need to consider carefully if you really have to do this thing. You need to think about it. Because the consequences are that you may not be bringing in an income, bringing in funds for food and clothing and shelter for a long time. And those things are both important and not free. So we really need to think, do I really have to do this thing? Because those consequences are steep. They're dire. And this is the only time, guys, where we would say that, yes, you can leave if you don't have somewhere else to go. Yeah. 99 times out of 100, it is better to stay in a job even when it's really awful so that you can continue to earn an income, look for something else, and leave on your own timetable. You are much more likely to jump from the frying pan into the fire if, you t- if you're telling yourself you can't stand it. And everybody who says, you know, everyone says, has a job. And you go, oh my God, it's awful. And you list off this litany of things that are, things that are awful. Don't do that to yourself. Tell yourself, I, I can do this. I can do this till five o'clock. As long as my money comes in at the end of the month and at 5, 5.05, I'm looking for another job. Mm-hmm. Now take positive action in looking for a new role. Don't worry about getting in trouble a little bit and do everything in your power to be able to make the choice yourself. Leave on your timetable, leave with something to go to. That's the way to do it. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, Wendy. Bye, everyone. That's all for this week. We'll be back next week with more guidance.